Hafaday, and welcome to episode 23 of the Take Note podcast. My name is Chris Harper. We discuss a theme or topic from the Word of God between songs every weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. live on Take Note, the radio program. This podcast version features the theme and outline of one of our favorite programs from the previous week, minus the music. These are standalone episodes, so you don't need to be a regular radio listener to find them helpful. We click publish every Wednesday and Friday, and today we want to ask you to take note of Philippians 4.8. We're going to be talking about our thinking. The word we find in the passage is logizomai. It means to reckon, to count, to compute, to take into account. This word deals with reality. That is, if I reckon that my bank account has $25 in it, then it actually has $25 in it. Otherwise, I'm deceiving myself. So the word refers more to fact than supposition or opinion. Our theme, thinking from Philippians 4.8 today on the Take Note podcast. The word for think that we find in our verse of the day appears 41 times in the New Testament. It's translated think nine times, impute eight, reckon six, count five, account four, suppose twice, and reason and number once. It's the word that's found in Mark 15, 28 regarding Jesus. Listen to this. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, and he was numbered, that's the word, he was numbered with the transgressors. So when Jesus was crucified, he was thought to be, he was reckoned to be one of the transgressors, and he was indeed included among them. That which is included in our passage of the day must be taken into account. We must reckon with it inwardly. Our job is to deliberate upon it. It is to occupy our thinking. What are we talking about? Well, let's read Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So let's start with the word true. For we're to think upon that which is true. This is loving the truth, speaking the truth, and being truthful. It's a word that we find elsewhere in the New Testament. We're going to go to John 4, 16 through 19. Jesus saith unto her, we call this woman the woman at the well. He said, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast is not thy husband. In that sayest thou, truly. So the word that ends the passage, truly, is this same word. Jesus has touched on a deep reality in this woman's life. Not that which appears to be true, not that which the world would have us to believe is true, not even that which we would tell ourselves is true but that which is indeed true, whether it's good or it's bad or it's ugly. The next word is honest, 
And this means, it's a word we don't use very often, venerable. To be venerated for character. It's honorable. Three times this word is translated grave in the New Testament. The word is listed in our qualifications for a deacon. These men are to be grave. They're to be regarded for the sake of their character. Think also upon that which is just. This is something righteous, which observes divine law. It's translated righteous or just 81 times in the New Testament. The first time we see it in Matthew 1, 18 and 19. And this passage provides a vivid picture. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, that's our word, just, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. So no matter the embarrassment or the hurt or the pain, whether he understood or whether he didn't understand, Joseph was just, and he refused to make her a public example. He was righteous. He observed divine law. Also think on that which is pure. This is purity from carnality. It's also translated chaste. It's pure from every fault. We may say immaculate or clean. This is a character trait that is free from the pollution of the world. We see it in Titus 2, 3 through 5, when it's translated chaste. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, here's our word, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So this kind of purity glorifies God. It doesn't allow for accusation against him for our sake. We should also think on that which is lovely. This is acceptable or pleasing. This particular word is only used once in the New Testament. These are things that are genuinely lovely. Also, think on that which is of good report or worthy of talking about. This is also a word that's used just once in the New Testament. Other translations would render it reputable or commendable. So what are we to reckon with, to deliberate upon? What should occupy our minds? Well, that which is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. Our thoughts should be in direct opposition, in pure contrast to the thinking of the world. If there be any virtue or moral excellence, if there be any praise or commendation, think on these things. But this kind of thinking can only be shaped by the Word of God. It is distinct from the world. Let's read about the Word of God in Psalm 19, verses 7 through 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. 
The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. His law is perfect. It has deep, profound, and permanent effects. His testimonies are certain. They're without doubt, bringing wisdom to those who previously had no wisdom, who in and of themselves were simple, perhaps even foolish. Everything he says is right and cannot be wrong. It makes the heart rejoice. It is pure and it provides enlightenment in a world that we all know is desperately dark. If we read it, if we have the proper reverence for him and a clear view of who he is, we come to see that what he is saying is enduring. Nothing will erase it for all eternity. It is very truth, completely right. Its value is greater than all the riches we can find and describe in this world. The taste of it, sweet, to those who will but taste. How can we think upon that which is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report? Well, think on that which God says. Reckon with it. You've been listening to the Take Note Podcast, and my name is Chris Harper. These few minutes together are brought to you by Harvest Ministries and KHMG on Guam. Our website is khmg.org, khmg.org, and every episode, we ask you to take note of a theme or topic from the Word of God. Thanks so much for listening.